Well, you know, we all love good news, don't we? I mean, we all love good news. I mean, many people loved the good news of all the warm weather we have been having. I mean, it's like Southern California, literally up here. I mean, I think we're going to be the new South, actually. And that, yeah, some of you are like, woohoo. But many of you also love the good news that from Wednesday on, we're supposed to maybe get three days of snow, right? So, hey, finally, yeah, woo, yeah. Uh, Snowmobile, 66,000 minutes. Get the sand right now, right? So we love good news. 66,000 Minnesotans received good news when they got tickets into the Garth Brooks concert on May 4th. But 50,000 Minnesotans didn't have good news. They were still sitting online trying to get their tickets. But soon after, they got good news because Governor Dayton talked to Garth Brooks and said, Garth, come on, we're Minnesotans. And Garth scheduled another concert the day before on May 3rd. So another 66,000 Minnesotans were happy because they got good news and they got their tickets. I'm sure as well, it probably secured another term for Governor Dayton as well, right? So Vikings fans yesterday got good news because they won and it secures at least they can take a next step towards their ability to get into the playoffs. So that was good news beating the Vikings. And Vikings fans loved the good news that the Packers stunk this year and are totally out of the playoffs, right? Yeah, come on, you can give it to me. The reality is we are people who love good news. To this day, even though it has happened billions of times over history, the pending birth of a child and the birth of a child is still the number one greatest news. I remember when we lived back and I was in my last year and I came home at night and we were getting ready for bed and I pulled back the covers on our bed and there were these puny little shoes under the covers. And I'm like, called to my wife, hey, Sherry, what's the deal with these puny shoes in the bed? You know, and she walks in the room, she's like, well, duh, and she's pointing to her stomach, you know, and then I'm like, well, how'd that happen? I mean, uh, I, mean I, I knew how it happened, but I was like really... She surprised me, right? But it was such good news. I mean, we celebrated the good news, right? I remember back in the day when men waited for their wives in the hospital when they were having children. This nurse came in and said to this first guy that was waiting, he says, you got good news. You have twins. And the guy was like, that is amazing. I work for the Minnesota Twins. You know, it must have been Joe Hour, right? And the nurse said to the second guy that was there, he said, you know, congratulations to you. You have triplets. You got to be kidding. That is unbelievable. I work for 3M. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, and that she turned to the third guy in the waiting room and said, you wouldn't believe you are going to have quadruplets. Are you kidding me? I work for the Four Seasons Hotel. This is amazing. The fourth guy waiting for his wife in the room starts crying on the floor. And the men are like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he says, well, I work for 7-Up. You know, <laughs> so, 
So, I mean, it's just like, well, I mean, actually, it reminds me of our drummer today, Ben, who has six children under five. They have two sets of twins. So, so it's his story, actually, I just told. <laughs> but, but he wasn't crying. He was in, in happiness, right? But this is why we love Christmas. It's why we love Christmas, right? It's the celebration of a birth, the birth of Jesus, And his birth was good news. Why was it good news? Why was it such good news? Because there was bad news. Because there was bad news. Prior to Jesus' coming, people were separated from God in their relationship because of their sin, which is basically all the wrong we see in the world. The sin, this sin ends in death. Not just physical death, but it ends in being separated in relationship from God for eternity, and as the Bible says, into hell. You see, back in the beginning, Adam and Eve chose to step outside of the perfect living boundaries God had for them, and they decided to do wrong. And because of this action, it brought about sin, wrong, in the world. And this sin then separated us in relationship with God. Because God is holy and we are sinful. It's like if we had two glasses of water up here. I had a pure glass of water and I had a polluted glass of water. If I took the polluted glass of water and poured it into the pure glass of water, it would contaminate it. And because of God's purity, his And that is bad news because we are people who have sin in our lives. And so we can't be in relationship with him. Why the birth of Jesus is such a good news, is that he came to take away our polluted life, our sin, to make us right with our God. This is what was spoken to the dream to Joseph, Mary's to-be husband, in Matthew 1.21. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus' name means Savior, which is the one who saves. This was the good news proclaimed by the angel to the shepherds, which we heard earlier with the kids in Luke 2, 8 through 12. And there will be shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. That day, 
Hope was born in the hearts of all mankind. A savior was born. The shepherd's savior. Our savior. The one who saves. The only one who could pay for our sin by eventually seeing us rain on the cross. Rising on the third day making us right with the Father in heaven. Jesus destroyed our eviction from God's presence and made it possible to be back in his presence in relationship with him for this life and for the next. This is the good news of Christmas, the gift of Jesus' birth the gift of our Savior. We read it in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, right, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. What comes with this gift, this babe, Jesus, What comes is just not forgiveness. 800 years prior to the birth of Jesus, we get this picture of the other gifts that he brings and provides for us when we are in relationship with him as our Savior and Lord. It's a gift that goes even way beyond just the forgiveness of our sins. We read in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Jesus has been given to us. He is the gift to us. That's why we celebrate Christmas. And the government will be on his shoulders, meaning the responsibility of the world is on him. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And so as we are forgiven for our sin, as we claim him as our Lord and Savior, he gives us these other four gifts. He says that he is going to be our wonderful counselor. He is going to provide us all the wisdom we need. He is going to be our roadmap, more like today, our GPS, the one who speaks to us, right, through our phones. But he gives us this gift of wisdom, a wise king for our day-to-day lives. It says that he is the mighty God, meaning there's nothing that is too weighty for him to overcome in our lives, that he is all-powerful and he imparts that power unto our lives. It says that he is the everlasting father. He is always with you. Wherever you go, he's imparted his Holy Spirit in us. And he says, where you go, I go. All the days of your life. And lastly, he says that he is the prince of peace. Why? Why is it we can have peace? He's taking care of our sin. We're debt free. We can have peace because we are now right with him. And he gives us a peace that the world can't give. So when we talk about good news, we talk about a Savior given to us 
to forgive our sin, to be our wise counselor, to give us power daily to live, to be with us wherever we go, and to give us shalom, peace, regardless of our life situation. But here's the deal. In order to experience the good news of the gift of Christmas, a relationship with Jesus, you need to receive the good news. You need to receive it. Just like 66,000 Minnesotans had to call in and actually purchase the tickets if they wanted to go to the Garth Brooks concert. They had to receive the tickets to be able to go. We read in John 1.12 this. Jesus said, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You see, there's a receiving that needs to take place. I googled and I tried to find a story about an individual who never opened a gift they received. Because that's sort of odd, right? Who doesn't open gifts? <laughs> Anybody here? I don't like opening gifts. I never open my gifts. Right? I mean, it's just, I couldn't, I barely, I couldn't. One guy, one guy from Edmonton, Canada, Adrian Pierce got a gift 47 years ago and he never opened it. He was 17 years old. He was dating a gal. They got together to exchange Christmas presents. After she gave him his present, she dumped him. Right after he, he received it in his hands. I'm done, we're not gonna date anymore. He held on to the present but has not opened it for 47 years, he brings it out and places it under the tree. Now he says he might open it on the 50th. <laughs> but who does that? Nobody does that. We all receive and open the gifts. But let me ask you this. How many of you have yet to truly receive and accept the gift of salvation in Jesus Christ? Or are you like Adrian? You're just going to leave it and not unwrap it. Because a lot of you are going to go home after this tonight, maybe tomorrow, however you do your family tradition, and you are going to hand out gifts and then you are going to open those gifts. But when are the gifts truly yours? When you open them, when you receive them, right? And so here tonight, on one of the greatest nights or the greatest nights in history, I want to give you an opportunity to receive the gift of Jesus Christ, your Savior, the one to forgive your sin, the one to be your 
wonderful counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting father, your prince of peace, the one who brings ultimate peace. And so I'd ask that you just bow your heads with me. And if you have not yet in your life been able to identify a day or a date or a period of time where you actually received the gift of Jesus, then I invite you to receive the gift tonight. Unwrap it and enjoy it for this life and for eternity. So if that's your desire, I just invite you to pray this prayer after me. Father God, I admit that I'm a sinner. And I recognize I can't do anything to pay for my sin. Nothing to make it right with you. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior and Lord. I receive the gift of the forgiveness of my sins. Thank you for taking my sins for me. Father, thank you for sending the gift of your Son. I receive him today fully as my Savior, wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In your holy name, amen.